Hey Gumbo fam, welcome back. Uh, we got another episode coming, so I have to unpack. I'm going to keep unpacking as I did in the previous episode. If you hadn't had a chance to listen to Blind Spots or anything prior to Access Granite, these have been my unpacking, my dumping, definitely using the gumbo as my virtual diary. So, welcome. If it's your first time listening, how are you? We're going to go ahead and get started because um, I do have to unload a topic that has consumed me this week. And it normally my life aligns with my content. I, I make it so I make it to where I'm going to use myself as the client, so to speak. Um, I want to talk to you all about the fact that I believe, you know, it's something that I'm beginning to research and understand that numbers actually do lie. I feel like we have as a society embraced um, numerical value to and attached it to a lot of things because we do that anyway. Um, the more you have, the better you seem or appear to others, right? Well, I could just give you a plain example that's more than tangible to anybody that's listening is money. The more you have in your account, honestly, directly attached to your emotion, the more, the better you feel, uh, the more respect you have because people outwardly can see that you have money. So that's very important that if you're, if you have money that you show you have money, then people can actually give you more respect because seemingly you can do something for them. Um, and if that's the case, that's where people get this emotional attachment to numbers. Um, there's a previous episode that I can't even think about right now that I am talking about merit based philosophy. Like when we come up in the world, when we start school from birth on to adulthood, merit, we do things to get something like if I do well, I'll. I'm awarded in some way. And that's a previous episode that I can't honestly call upon at this moment. Cause we, we in the 45s, we like episode 45. I mean, pat yourself. You hear that smack? That's me patting myself on the back. Cause to be consistent is not something I've historically done. So pat, pat. Um, however, my emotion has been attached to numbers y'all and they have lied to me because I attach and instill my value in the number my life my purpose who I am how I see myself and view myself is attached to that number what do I mean everything that's numerical in my life is tied to some sort of emotion right my bank account goes low my mood is low um, I feel like I've told myself a lie that when my bank account is at a certain level amount or when it's when I have nothing, I just have nothing. I can't support my family. I beat myself, berate myself when that number's low. I've attached myself to the emotion, the number of my weight. I get on the scale, I'm 300 plus pounds. I'm like, oh my God, I, you know, I'm near death. 600 pound life me. They're gonna have to airlift me out of here. They're gonna have to cut a wall down to get me out. I'm Gilbert Grape's mom. So think about, all of that me berating myself uh, performance if I'm if anything's re rooted in performance it's been started since grade school <laughs> my performance has been rated since birth right my parents um, have taught me that 
you know, it, although they weren't assigning grades, you know, A for effort, the lack thereof, I was getting some form of ranking in my family. Um, birth order is a ranking. I'm the second child. I'm the second girl. I'm the middle child. Those things have been assigned to me and I've instilled my emotion and value, my internal value to that. My looks, we talk about that a lot. Even social media tells, you know, when somebody look good, you know what I mean? She a 10. She, he or she is a 10. A 10 is good. We don't know what that ranking scale is. Somebody might do one scale of one to five and somebody that's a one is a one. You are zero, you are zero. There, there are games that we play with ourselves to measure up. And those, that, that emotional hopscotch gets us in this tizzy that we can never meet the bar that we've set for either ourselves or other people because somehow we've said that everything somebody does can be measurable or can be measured and I have to give you a grade a for effort b for blah 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 I'm just putting this into perspective for somebody else that may feel the same way I feel so throughout this episode if you hear a lot of emotion it's because I'm upset with myself I'm I, I feel like I've let myself down because I've literally giving myself the short end of the stick to measure up. I've also felt bad about comparing myself to people that measure above, below, seemingly. And this is only from numbers. I can only see someone that's rated this and I am this. So if they're that, then I'm not. You get what I'm saying? Like I lack. Um, And I'm starting to think about like even likes on social media, y'all. Y'all, y'all on social media now, y'all on Instagram, y'all on everything. There is an ability to hide your likes. Hide it. You ask yourself why. Why would somebody want to hide the likes on their post? You already know the answer. When more people like it, more people like it. When less people like it, less people like it. Somebody that has five likes on a post won't get any more than that because somebody like oh this trash swipe if somebody has 3,000 likes on a post somebody's double tapping because seemingly outwardly they're getting the approval and validation from others and so I have to buy into that people hide their likes so they can get more because they know how easily influenced we all are we fall into the traps of liking things other people like as much as we want to say that we are ourselves I'm my own person. I have my own mind. But you are influenced by other things. (laughs) And we're vulnerable and susceptible to other people's opinion. We are down with OPP. And you know me. We're doing this, y'all. The bad thing is, is that I'm starting to even be a nerd. And I am that. I own it. I've Googled, hey... Is the need for validation and performance enhancement in some way, the ability to have more, the ability to be liked more, the, the, the bigger quantity, being that these things are quantifiable, is all of this an addiction? And of course, research supports that there's a Forbes 2016 Um, study that even talks about performance reviews being a joke and it's just a mind trick because you're never going to measure up it's always it's just something for them to 
to to use as a as, to keep you in a box, so to speak, because there's there should be, quote unquote, reasonable <laughs> value tied to the amount of money you probably get on a job or the grades that the schooling that you go to, because it's, it's a way for them to gatekeep in a way the my grades will keep me out of certain schools but get me into certain schools as well if I'm a high performer uh, ACT 22 plus club you score 22 and above you get X amount of money and this it's the ability to safeguard and keep things away from people that don't measure up and it's it sucks but it's just the way that our life and society has set things up and keep things out although we make our own money we want to appear that there's uh we, we want to make it appear like it's a scarcity versus an abundance of it we are literally the makers of our own money it's crazy so and it's and the thing is we're we're in this hamster wheel and you all have heard this on my channel before if you've been listening it, you've listened to it i brought Raina on here she's a career coach but we talked about just being that grounded vision that we have to ground ourselves otherwise we're making ourselves sick because we're going on this hamster wheel because we're believing for more because people tell us that's what we need to do and it's un unfortunate because we buy into that and I don't know if it's real or not. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if it's real or not. I just know I buy into it. I just know I believe in it. I just know I don't measure up. I just know I question myself every time I'm even talking to you on this podcast or even going, showing up to being a mom, showing up to being a wife, showing up to work. Every place I go, I question my ability to measure up. There is a such thing. I told you there was Forbes 2016. There's a study there. There's a Harvard study that talks about performance that I can't lay my hands on currently. But there's more specifically newsworthy stories that talk about. And I want you to look up this concept because it's even a book on approval addiction. There is a such thing as a validation addiction. Hmm. Let's talk about it because, you know, I'd be liking to look stuff up. All right, so there's a book called Validation Addiction by Dr. Richard Travis. Can I give y'all a definition of what is seeking validation, uh, validate, whether or not seeking validation is an addiction? I'm going to get my little verbiage together today. So seeking validation as a young adult or as an adult becomes obsessive when the validation seeking behavior becomes unconscious and has a pattern. And perhaps a repetition, which may have some negative consequences. The author in this particular, and this is one text that supports validation addiction and addiction approval. There is even addiction approval. There is, again, you can look this up. It talks about it's fear-based. Your, your fear of an external stimulus. External validation is based on fear. Fear is the opposite of love. Okay. There's two emotions that people feel. I say people, but I will call theirs by name. Just can't at the moment that fear. I think it's a uh, Elizabeth Ruth Ross um, that believes that fear and love are the only two drivers of our, any of our feelings. We either function out of fear or we function out of love. One or the other. Our bodies can't seem to, of course, function in the two at the same time. Self-love. Is the only way to break approval addiction, according to W.V. 
news. Getting validation from within is the only way to break the external fear of being validated. And again, the root cause of validation is still unknown because there's so many roots. You got to think about a tree big big old tree in your backyard you see all those roots at the like some of them you pop out the ground I, I mean I'm from the country so you're gonna see the big trees the big the big stumps the big roots out the ground probably tripping over them I remember playing at recess falling but the roots are endless there's so many and most of them are tied to the ace of spades remember that episode y'all Go back and listen to it. Ace of Spades. It's adverse child experiences that have started from way back when. When all of this uh, seeking validation, getting measured in some way, quantifying your value started. And from there, little seed, little Sagan was modeled and probed and um, I say probed, but in some way shaped. I was molded into this adult who now can't see out of that because that was the norm for me. So me unlearning that feels so uncomfortable. If you're part of this and kind of like, damn, yeah, that's me. Then we're unlearning that and we feel guilty for doing that. We feel guilty for being or feeling differently about, you know what? I don't have to do that. I don't have to seek this approval. I don't need, that doesn't matter. We're mad that we have to say that because someone told us it did. And unfortunately, everything around us reminds us that it matters. That's crazy, y'all. Y'all know how wild that is? Do you know how wild that is to tell yourself it's okay to to literally um try your best to consolidate um, console yourself you're literally trying to just hug yourself like it's all right give yourself a pat on the back but everything else outside of you reminds you that it's not internally what you're what you're believing it goes against your belief system and you're unlearning because now everything else doesn't make sense nothing makes sense and so if you're in that if you're in the trenches with me it's okay ask yourself this begin to do the internal work just like I am and you'll begin to make sense of you wake up out of a sleep. This is the matrix, so to speak. You're being unplugged from what society deems as value, quantifying how much you mean when people like you are enough and you're sitting there telling yourself you're not because we can't buy into that because somebody else already told me on paper I ain't nothing. So my question to myself were the trying to figure out my roots and it was why am I so attached to numbers I'll answer that live I don't know I don't know I tell you what when my bank account high I feel good I feel good I'm like where we going what we doing let's plan energetic my emotion is directly tied to how high that number is when I'm losing weight my emotion is a direct directly attached to how low that weight is it's beautiful I feel good when the scale goes down you get you see what I'm saying up and down there's no there's no linear process to to numbers right now I don't know why I'm so attached to numbers but the question now becomes where did that start that's the second question I ask myself I don't and again I think all the questions the answers I'm going to give to you and I'm just being raw at this current moment I do not know 
I don't know where that started. I can't tell you that. Um, but I can tell you back in the day when I was at my my elementary school, East Elementary. Shout out to y'all. I mean, I felt I felt like um, I can even go back and recall wanting to be a high achiever because you were part of this elitist group. You were recognized. You got access to the principal and you were going on field trips and there was this thing called Avis cards and we had stamps that you can get you can get personal pan pizza ice cream from different places because you got all A's golden honor roll was your attainment and you couldn't get beyond that but you could get bonus points on a on a on a test that was literally work 100 points but if you did well you could get 110 tell me I wasn't trying to rack up on points I was even mad when I didn't get the full 10 if I got one-on-one I'm like oh whatever higher grades got recognized in class you got stickers you got a leaderboard you got um you got the ability to win awards at the end of the year um one in one in particular I was like I was robbed until this day I'm like girl that's a sense of entitlement that what are you talking about it's, I bring this into my adulthood I can recall all of that y'all if y'all want to do a story time on Mr. and Mrs. East then we can you know what I'm saying I felt like Mrs. East was Sagan and maybe that's how I should feel um like because you should feel like you can right the possibilities are endless nothing's impossible but not to the point where it's unhealthy which is where I am I function in the unhealthy spot of entitlement (laughs) I don't know I felt like I was doing so well I was so much better there's a couple different times I'm like I should have gotten this sports award of the year I was the best one in tennis like I'm telling y'all those moments those core memories are tied to things that I've done very well well I've I've I have proof and things I can't even remember sometimes the ones I can remember are things where uh really excelled or really really felt deflated defeated and they've never left me (sighs) what what do numbers mean to me a lot that's the third question I've asked myself on this paper what do numbers mean to me they mean a lot more means more less means less and I'm not sure why it's just the way it is um numbers go up um when numbers go down that doesn't traditionally mean that they're good uh when we do surveys or anything like you get you in the call with somebody at um verizon wireless or at&t and depending on your mood that person could be trash you know what i'm saying but they would they did the best they could they just couldn't help you pay your bill one 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 you're three it come on i'm i'm being real Internal value, I feel like, can't be quantified. Not everything can be measured. The amount of love your partner gives to you, the amount of love you give to your children, they can't see how big it is when they say, Mama, Daddy, how how much you love me. And you hold your arms out and you say, This much. How much is that? The kids trust that big arm, right? They don't even know how much that is. That's a lot. You think mama love you this much, which is a pinch. I'm holding up just my two fingers like this much, little bitty. Or does mama love you this much? You love me this much. Big arms. Your arms aren't the same size as my arms, but they take that for face value. They know you love them that much. Why is it so easy to trust and accept that much when you're so young and vulnerable and you're you're so 
Oh my goodness. The word that, that comes to mind is impressionable. Your the impression at the at the early stages of life don't seem to matter as much. But when you get older, that first impression, then impressions mean so much different, right? So effort as well can't be measured, but we still want to give more. Even this weekend, I um I had a great weekend, but for some reason, because I didn't quote unquote do as much in comparison to other people, maybe they went out, they did some things, they went to a couple places every hour at the hour they had an itinerary, whereas I probably did one to two things on yesterday. We went to the movies, we watched Creed with my eldest and um, we ate food we picked out over there. We picked out at the movie theater because, you know, they feed you there. You can order. The movie was good. Um, and he looks over and he says, during the movie, you know, he eating his paper. He's like, this is good. You know, he looks at me and he looks at Scooter and he says, thank you. Y'all, I could cry right now thinking about it. The, it doesn't take much. It didn't, he doesn't have a measuring stick on how much we love him. He didn't care how much the movie cost he didn't have to pay for it you know um he didn't care how much time it took he didn't care how long we were sitting there he was happy just to be and if i can tap back into that i would not be doing this episode i wouldn't be having these these um internal kind of like yeah what i should have could have would have no and so my encouragement to you all is just call a spade a spade on this one numbers do lie they're, they are what they are. Numbers don't change, but they do lie. What does that mean? You have to be able to be your own, own internal measurer, <laughs> if that's even a thing, but you have to be your own prediction and meaning of what value is to you. You can't tie yourself down to what others might say or what, how much how much how much how much like that that quantity we're so addicted to let's let's if you want to i'm not going to say that you don't want to let go of this thing but let's let go of this fear-based thinking that some way shape or form we're driven by external factors that number okay i'm going to try my best to do this it's easier said than done but i will say all right, episode 45, you, you, you hitting on something different. I just had to get this out. Holla at y'all later.